You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Welcome to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408, 312-255-8408. You can also get us on youtube.com slash Chicago. Father Greg Sackowitz, the rector of Holy Name Cathedral, along with Mark Teresi, co-host and executive director of the cathedral. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Good morning. Very good. I'd rather see the rain than the snow. Here's the thing. With the <laughs> rain, you don't have to shovel rain. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and if this had been snow, it would have been probably at least a foot. It's going to be raining all day because the temperature is above 32. It's going to be raining. But this would have been a lot of snow. In, fact, in many ways, our month of February so far has been identical to like early March weather. Oh, yeah. 35, 40, 45 degrees, cloudy. We're like running a month ahead of schedule. So, so far in Chicago has been a very mild winter, a few cold days and little snow, but this is nothing to complain about. But just be careful on the drive coming in today. The water settles, and I literally could not see in front of me when tell the car— people, Tell people what happened to you this morning. Well, the car in front of me hit a major puddle, and it hit my windshield, and I couldn't see for about three wipes. Wow. Which means you could veer one way or the other. If he it's had actually slowed down, you would have rear-ended him because oh, yeah, exactly. in that time with three wipes, you could never have reacted no, and so uh, got to leave better distance. Yeah, so be careful be if you're careful on the drive today. Again, 312-255-8408 here on Catholic Chicago. We have a tremendous different type of program lined up <laughs> with live <laughs> in studio, not dead, live in studio, <laughs> Karl Kozlowski, good Polish name like Sarkovich, mm-hmm. Kozlowski. Who was a comedian, writer? He was on WGN Radio. Was it on Sunday or Monday? The January tenth Sunday night with uh, Rick Hogan on his radio show, like really w- longtime Tribune writer and host of the radio show. And then hours. your claim to fame is you do clean comedy. Uh, yes, sir. And I've also been. Uh, I was a. Uh, I'm a comic for over 25 years, and I'm a reporter for over 25 years, and I did a lot of funny reporting. Um, including when I worked at the Tribune for a year. And um, th- like I wound up winning a stand-up contest at the Laugh Factory Comedy Club, which is here also, but in Hollywood. And I won the title of America's Funniest Reporter in the national contest they had. Give, so, Give us yeah. a taste. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, let me think. Um, yeah, you know, uh, my life's come full circle. Like when I was a little boy around 10, I'd be uh, at Catholic school and out in the you know Catholic community, and every old lady would say, "So, have you thought about being a priest?" And now I'm like almost I am fifty, and I'm still single. And so I go up to little old ladies at my church, 
and I say, so, do you have a daughter my age I could go out with? <laughs> and they look me up and down, and then they go, so, have you thought about being a priest? <laughs> here's, here's another good line. There's a yeah. husband says, uh, Uh-oh. Uh, Here my, my wife's cooking is so bad, even the flies are chipping in to get the screen fixed. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And do, Well, Carl, give us your background. Born and raised where? Okay, I was born in El Cajon, California, near um, San Diego, and we lived in Chicago from when I was like two to six, and then my folks, uh, my dad was in the VA as a doctor, and the, he got a job in the Little Rock area, so we moved to North Little Rock, Arkansas in like 77, and my folks have had their house since 79, and um, yeah, so I mean, I, w- I grew up from like age eight or six in Little Rock, Arkansas area. And then um, I went to a Catholic grade school called St. Edward's, which was fantastic. And I have some stories about it in, in the book I'm promoting. And then um, I went to Little Rock Catholic High. And uh, then I went uh, to uh, Texas Christian University for college. And I wound up moving to Chicago a year after college uh, to study at Second City. Oh, oh. did you really? What, you now, what year with? was that? Um, it was 1994. And it was like a year and a half long program to 96. And you studied under whom? Uh, let me see. Martin DeMont, the legendary guy. He ran the, the conservatory there. Oh, yeah. And, um, and then uh, Anne Libro was a favorite of mine. She was she taught us the class where we learned how to do uh, political issues. And that was my favorite thing. To, even though I'm not a political comic anymore at all, I comment in a funny way on Facebook about my uh, views on politics. And then... Um, any classmates? Yeah. Any famous classmates? You know, it's weird. Carl's I don't want to brag at all, but I'm the only one who's still doing anything, oh. as far as I know. Mm-hmm. Now, here's a question. A lot of times I know guys who are funny in life now, in grammar school and high school, actually very, very quiet and introverted. Yeah. Was your, are, in grammar school... Were you the class clown, or were you actually a perfect student? Oh, no, I was a class clown. <laughs> you were? I don't th- yeah, I was uh, in trouble from the get-go. And, um, I mean, no, I was I was a good student, and I behaved most of the time. But I like to tell people, like, I've got, like, 50 stories in this book, uh, like, based on my life, funny things. And people go, oh, my gosh, how did so much happen to you? And I go, think about it. We're alive thousands of days and 50 times I had something crazy happen, although there's a lot more of those th- where, th- where it came from. I do have an uh, amazing um, ma- ma- uh, magnetism for weird things to happen to me. Like, give know? us one. Give us one. Oh, geez. Um, well, uh, like we were talking, uh, Father, I think uh, I said you resemble Roger Ebert, um, <laughs> who was my hero as a kid. I mean, that is a total compliment. And now, no one's ever said that. No. Really? I've heard Arnold Schwarzenegger. I've heard oh, yeah. Dick Butkus. <laughs> Dick Butkus. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. you're much thinner than him, but your face <laughs> is the same. It's it's amazing because I, I knew him a little bit. And um, anyways, okay, so here's something that happened with me. And now, Ebert. Mark Teresi, now wipe that smile off your face. I know. Take me off the camera, please. <laughs> <laughs> don't, I, I don't want to hear what this guy's thinking over there. Keep going, Carl. Okay, well, there used to be a movie theater along um, – not State Street, but on Rush, I think, or around here. Oh, there sure. Was a big re- and I loved going to that movie theater. And I was a film uh, writer. I wrote for Screen Magazine, which was around a long time, covering the TV and film industry. Mm-hmm. And then it went under when the owner died a few years ago. But wrote for them, wrote for the Tribune, 
uh, I wrote for New City, which, where I really started my career, and I wrote for uh, Chicago Reader as a freelancer. I was on staff New City and Chicago Tribune, and now I write for the Chicago Sun-Times covering uh, comedians that come through Chicago. And anyway, but the point is that I got to go uh, to lots of entertainment events because of working at this uh, magazine about the industry. So I got free tickets to a movie. Um, it was just so awful. It was called Forces of Nature with Ben Affleck and Sandra Bullock, and there's a point to that. <laughs> Do not ever watch it, okay? <laughs> so, so I go into the theater, and uh, you know, and I, and I had a big backpack with me, just stuffed. And I, uh, I was, I was carrying around probably backbreaking amount of stuff back then. I don't know why. So <laughs> I put my my bag under my seat, and uh, as the movie starts, it starts in a hospital where Ben Affleck is visiting his um, dying father. And in the background, we start hearing, I got you under my skin. And oh, I thought, oh, oh that's no, sweet. No. I thought that was sweet, you know, the like, nice touch in the movie. Yeah. Then the scene changes, and it's still singing. I I've got you under my skin. Yeah. And then the third scene happens, and people start looking around like, what is that? And I'm looking at them like, what? Why are you looking at me? And so finally, I get tapped on the back of my shoulder, and he goes, you need to move. And I, and I would look, and it's Roger Ebert, extremely oh. angry. Oh. And so I jump up out of my seat, and my bag is emanating this song at top volume. It was muffled <laughs> under my seat. I jump up. I grab my bag. And I'm running out of the theater like a terrorist, and I throw it down in the lobby. And all the guards and the oh. studio reps uh, the theater management, they're all running towards me, like, what are you doing? What happened? What happened? And I was like, I don't know. And it's still blasting. And I rip <laughs> open my bag and I'm so, you know, uh, going through it. And uh, then I find, oh, I have a tape recorder in there. And I had I got you under my skin on continuous <laughs> loop because it was the background for an acting thing I was doing at Second City. And so I set it off. I shut the bag. And I say, can I please go in? I got to review this. And they're like, are you kidding me? But they let me back in without the bag. They said, that's staying here. I go back in and I sit down and I look around where Ebert is. And he's like across the aisle and uh, just like Siskel Niebuhr. And um, then he goes, thank you. Mm. <laughs> now, and at I that was, point, had you had met him before? Was that the first encounter? Um, no, just briefly. Just briefly because I, when I worked at the Tribune, um, we were back then. The Tribune was in that beautiful tower, which is now condos, right, which is right, horrible. Right. Uh, and they were across the street from the Sun Times, which I'm not sure if they're still located in the same place. But there was a, a bar called the uh, Billy Goat or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of reporters would hang out there, and he came in once, and uh, and so I ran up. I was like, Oh my gosh, you're my hero! And he's like, uh, Okay. <laughs> Now you went to Catholic. You went story. to Catholic schools. Yes, sir. Grammar um, school and high school. Yeah. Any nun stories? Any comical? <laughs> oh nuns? yeah. Um, let's see. At, at uh, uh, oh yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. So as say Listen, that. Listen, you're among friends. You can tell us. Yes. Believe me, this is crazy. But I'm gonna have to. Um, I'm going to have to uh, use. Uh, have you ever seen Christmas Story? Oh sure. sure. Okay. You know how he says fudge? Is it okay for me to say fudge yes, for a funny yes, story? Yes. yes. All right. So um, we have a seven second delay. In case. We, we used well, to. Well, no, I'm not going to mess up. I'm not Richard Pryor. I mean, so so anyway, so uh, um, so one day, I mean, so we had a nun named Sister Hermana. What, now what grade? This is first grade. Oh wow. Okay. First grade. So one day I'm playing with my sister and a couple other kids at a park bench, some board game. And I wound up clobbering them all. And I go, 
And I went to say, this is fun, but I actually said, this is fudge. <laughs> and my sister, everybody froze like, <gasps> and my sister looks at me like with this devious look. And I'm, and I'm realizing she's going to run and rat on me. And so I thought it's better if it comes from me first. So we both jump up running. And my sister's not saying it, but I'm going, Mom, Mom, she's out watering uh, plants on a, uh, you know, in front of our house. And they go, Mom, Mom, I said fudge. I said fudge. <laughs> and she's like, she drops the hose. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, my goodness. How, how could you? How could you? And she starts <laughs> whomping me on my butt. And she, and she literally said, the only time I've ever heard this, wait till your father gets home. So I mm-hmm. knew I was going to be in trouble. So my dad comes in, totally old school Catholic. And he had been in a seminary even for a while before wow. he decided for marriage. And uh, so imagine my father hearing this. And fairly new to America, he had moved from Poland like eight years before, and a lot of, um, you know, he was learning a lot about American culture, just making decisions as a parent, you know. So imagine his son comes home with the worst word imaginable, uh, you know. And so, <laughs> first grade. I know. And so uh, so what happened was um, he, he spanks me with a belt, only time in my life, one time. And I start, he said, literally, this is going to hurt me more than hurt you. <laughs> and so he takes his belt. And I'm like, oh, he goes, pull your pants down. Ah. And he hits me. And I start crying. And he immediately is like, put your pants up. And he hugs me. And he's crying. He's like, oh, you know, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, wow, okay. But then he <laughs> says, I want to know where you heard this. And I said, and this is the truth, I said, I, I don't know why I said it, but I saw that word on a bathroom stall at school. <laughs> and my dad is like, what? So the next morning, my mom usually took us to school. He mm. takes me down there. He takes me to the principal's office. Her name is Sister Hermana, which is sister, sister for all the Spanish and clients. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like sister, sister, right? So, uh, so, so the thing is, she was like this old battle axe, like real tough lady. Don't I mean, mince words here. <laughs> I mean, her arms were like built like, you know, Schwarzenegger, you know? And she was notorious for having this paddle that had holes cut into it so that it had maximum velocity. <laughs> you know, it probably left holes on your behind. And, um, and so my dad brings a note in. Or no, my dad just shows up and he goes, my son, he, he, he saw a word on your bathroom stall. And she goes, what word? And my dad's like, I can't say it. And she says, um, uh, well, she goes, well, how am I supposed to change the situation if uh, you don't tell me? He says, I'll write it down. So he starts writing F and, you know, the rest. About two letters in, she goes, what? Not in my bathroom. And I go, no, not your bathroom, sister, the boys' room. (laughs) And so, so we go down to the boys' room. And I'm just going, please, God, please, God, let it be there because I, I didn't want it to be some, like, mixed up thing, you know, where I really saw it somewhere else. So we go in the bathroom or we open the door and some boy sees her and goes, oh, my gosh. And he runs out the door. And uh, so sister brings us in with uh, my dad and me and the janitor. And she says, where is it? And so I go into the stall I look up and there it is. I mean, it's oh like, God, your I don't life want to say thank, I don't want to say thank God for that, but <laughs> <laughs> but in a way, if it hadn't been there, it I would have been in a life. whole lot of trouble. I've been lying about swearing, right? <laughs> and so she sees it and she goes to the janitor, um, uh, "Yeah, get some paint." And so the janitor gives me a look, and I'm imagining what's in his head is fudge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, well, thank you. Now, on the, on that note. 
Yes. Take us to break, Mark. Yeah, That's I'll, a great, great and story. And I'll use different letters. WNDZ, <laughs> 7.50 a.m., <laughs> Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408. You can go to YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago. We'll be back with Carl Kozlowski. Dozed and Confuses, his book. Yep. It's hilarious already, I can tell. We'll be back in a few minutes. Thank you. Great. Charities invites you to First Look for Charity, an extraordinary black tie evening at McCormick Place on Friday, February 10th. Enjoy an elegant private reception and be among the first to explore the latest in automotive innovation at the Chicago Auto Show. Your ticket also gives you the chance to win either a 2023 Honda CRV or a 2023 Subaru Crosstech. As you register, please select Catholic Charities so a portion of your ticket purchase benefits those we serve. Join us at First Look for Charity on Friday, February 10th. Visit catholiccharities.net to get your tickets today. People always say, how can you spend your day with three-year-olds? Seeing the changes that they go through and just the journey and how they grow, this is a very rewarding job. Even though at the end of the day, we're not the highest paid people on earth. And when I have a parent contact me and say, my child loves school, that to me, I'm setting that foundation for their love of learning. Because really you are changing lives. You are molding lives. Shape the next generation of leaders. Teach. Apply today at artchicago.org slash schooljobs. Caring adults make all the difference in the lives of adolescents. Catholic Charities understands this, and our mentorship programs provide a free opportunity for young adults to spend time with volunteers who genuinely care about them. This program is ideal for youth aged 9 through 12 who may need support navigating the challenges of childhood and early adolescence. Our amazing volunteers service friends who help youth recognize their strengths and empower them to reach their full potential. Catholic Charities conducts a thorough background check on every volunteer, and our program coordinator closely monitors and supports every relationship. Mentoring is a fun after-school program that can help young adults build confidence and enjoy fun activities with their peers, too. To learn more, visit catholiccharities.net or call 312-655-7970 in Cook County and 847 847- 782-4224 in Lake County. We're connecting youth with great role models. Join us today. We're back, WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. Catholic Chicago, 
1-800-255-8840. You go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago with Carl Kozlowski, the author of a new book called Dozed and Confused. Now, Mark, we have to also thank Michael May, our producer-director. Michael, thank you for the coffee. And the donuts. Thank you. For the yeah, donuts. Thank you. That was phenomenal. Thank you very much. Yes. Carl, you need to be here more often. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I do. But don't. you got to see my belly. Yeah, Michael, bring the, the coffee and donuts then. I had mentioned during break, before we started, uh, I noticed Carl had made the sign of the cross. Catholic, you're educated Catholic. Yes. Um, your humor is... I don't want to say safe. That's not the right word. No, but you it, know, it's clean. But it's no, clean. this book has some really. A lot of the stories are pretty nuts. And because I fell asleep all over Los Angeles, and many things, including some dangerous things, happened. But I found a way to always find it be funny. Right. And so, I mean, it's not namby pamby like oh, you know, ho ho, you know. No. You know, and it's very, it's very a lot of comic bite to it. But it's, it's almost totally clean. I have one bad word in the whole thing. Forgive me. I forgot to edit it out. <laughs> but it was a quote of somebody else, and it was really funny despite being a bad word. So. Well, in our last segment, we spelled things. So that was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't want me spelling this one. It was even worse. <laughs> but how, I, tell us, I'm tell fascinated. Us about your, your, your faith I, background. Yeah, I was just going to say I'm sure. fascinated with the idea that as a, a faithful person, humor is your is not not only um, it's your job too. Yeah, it, it's your life. Yeah. Um, okay. So tell us about your faith background. Yeah, sure. My dad is from Poland. And he had been in a seminary for a while before deciding he wanted children and a family. And so um, he, my mom still sometimes says he should have stayed a priest because, he, <laughs> I mean, he really prays a lot. Like when I had COVID and I was in the hospital for one day, he told me he said 10 rosaries in a day for me. That's amazing. Wow. Now, how old and, is your father? Uh, he's uh, turning 85 in May. And your mother? And my mom, uh, she wouldn't want me to say, <laughs> not too far off, but lower. So, yeah. 39. Yeah, exa- oh, exactly. Yes, she's 39. And so, um, yeah, so basically uh, she was Catholic also, and or is, and then um, my dad just really instilled in us I remember I started reading really young because I watched Sesame Street like three times a day on public TV here. Mm-hmm. And I uh, loved the, the catechism, the same Baltimore catechism for kids. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, I, and, I th- and I even played in my room without anybody knowing it. This is the first time I ever talked about it. I would take shoe boxes and make a little altar really low. I didn't have enough, but but I would <laughs> I would I would sort of pretend to be a priest, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, this all, that what only did, happened. What a did you times. use? What did you use for um, bread and wine? I think I just imagined those flying oh. saucers. Oh yeah, with the candy. <laughs> so you, you actually now, ironically, you played priest as a little boy in your room, you know, saying yeah. mass. I never did. Really? I I never. Right. Most guys that become priest at some point played priest in their room, huh. you know, having their sisters sit down or brothers, and you know, they're the congregation. I never did that. No, we did it the other way. I have two older sisters, and we would, there was a double bed, so we would, but my sister was Did you all, say mass then? No, my sister did. She always, <laughs> insisted, she'd knock us off the bed if we tried to do it. How progressive. Yeah. So tell us more about yeah, your faith Yeah, so background. basically, it was really instilled in us by my father, um, and I loved, and, I, and so I would I would run up to him sometimes and be like, Dad, Dad, I read more of the catechism, see, or what I know. And I was that in love with it, you know. But th- and I went to grade school, and I absolutely loved it because I even got to start my. I was a class clown, and I got to um, start my stand-up career there in uh, 
the first grade. Shows? First grade. Oh. No, what happened was I wrote a story. Everybody, and I'm going to get back to the faith in a second, but I wrote a story. We were given an assignment, write a story. It was just like an exercise and learn to construct a sentence or whatever. Everybody else did like three pages, and these were granted wide lines. It wasn't like, you know, 250 words <laughs> right, on a page. Exactly. But I did 26 pages about a dog and cat that could talk. Dressed up as cops and went on a crime spree. And, <laughs> wow. and you're in first grade? Yeah. How and my, creative. And my teacher uh, had me read it in front of the class because she was so impressed. And then the class was laughing so much that she talked to the other teachers, and I went on a mini tour of the second, third, and fourth grades. Oh, wow. And I knew I was onto something when a kid named Marcus Mabry fell out of his desk onto the floor laughing <laughs> in the second grade. It was amazing. So I, w- I didn't even know what stand-up was, but I, I fell in love with um, Saturday Night Live and especially David Letterman. Oh, um, sure. And my Letterman thing, I promise we'll get back to the faith, but the Letterman <laughs> thing was amazing because he had a morning show when I was nine before he got the late night show a couple of years later. And I was homesick one day and I watched it and I was like, what is this? It was so nuts. And um, and so I faked being sick about every three weeks because I figured that's enough time to be plausibly sick. And I would stay home just to watch David Letterman's morning show. That is. A, now, yeah. you were born in what year then? Carl? 1971. 71. So we're you 52 yeah. years old this year. Yeah. So, okay. So the faith point is I love the Catholic school, grade school. Uh, the high school, I appreciated it, but um, I mentioned before the show. They pulled the plug on a newspaper funding junior year, and we weren't allowed to have the school paper till junior year to be in it. So I was very disappointed, kind of resentful. But I look back, of course, you know, I appreciate it. Um, but uh, what happened was um, that in Chicago from 94 to 2002, I had a great Catholic community of friends. I went to the uh, Open State Church, St. Mary of the Angels, and I made so many friends in their mentoring program, tutoring program, Midtown Center. And uh, guys and girls, and we had a circle that was just like Friends the sitcom. There were like six of us, three guys, three girls, no, no relationships between us, but we um, just were all over Chicago, li- you know, living it up, having laughs. And um, then I go to L.A., and here's where a problem hit. Uh, in Los Angeles, my narcolepsy, I crashed my car several months in. That's when it really took hold. And um, and so I had to uh, ride trains or walk around across the city or beg for rides. I was an excellent beggar, and uh-huh. um, and so uh, basically it was very hard to find a church that had um, single people. And uh, so I went to this cavernous church, St. Basil's, about three blocks away from my apartment, mm-hmm. and it just was so cold. It was like it wasn't as it wasn't pretty at all inside, even though it had been designed to be a cathedral. Ultimately, it wasn't. Um, but it was giant, like Holy Name Cathedral. But there was it was dark inside, and no, and people would just be scattered around. It wasn't mm-hmm. a big congregation. I felt so distant, and I really, you know, just barely clung on to my faith for uh, like 14 years there, from 2002 to 16. I went there, and then um, and then Father Don Wasnicki, who's a Catholic mm-hmm. priest here sure, in Chicago. Chicago. I forget the name of his parish where I plug him, but um, but anyways, uh, he was a good friend of mine in Chicago. And he moved to a church in Hollywood, which was like perfect. It was mm-hmm. exciting, and he was my friend. So I went there, and suddenly I was popular because oh, that's the priest friend. Mm. You know, I'd always hang out <laughs> with him as he's greeting people after the mass. And then he gave us our chance with Catholic laughter, which we'll get to in a little bit. Um, he started us and or started us up, but um, you know, I still had somewhat difficulty never knowing friends that were Catholic, never mm-hmm. knowing friends that were hardly even Christians there. 
And because it's really, uh, I said yesterday to a friend who's not a Christian either, I said, well, it's just a godless city. And I meant it literally like there's so many people, especially in entertainment, that just literally don't care either way about church in any form, uh, don't want to hear it if you want to talk about your faith, et cetera. So I was very, felt very cold and distant for like until Father Don for over a decade. You know, and um, so when I moved, I moved back home because I had lost two jobs that were very important to me, and I was having trouble finding another job. And um, and then being around my dad and his religious uh, religiosity again, um, I, I I came to really appreciate uh, the uh, mass, and um, you know, and just appreciate it. Well, the important thing is the mass, the Eucharist, not whether you have friends, although. Um, you know, I, I go for some fellowship events to another friend's church elsewhere, but no, mm-hmm. by no means do I take it as, anywhere near as serious as my Catholic faith. Which is strong for your faith. We're going oh, yeah. to go to break. You know, uh, do you realize that Carl, when Mark was younger, he sent his picture to the Lonely Hearts Club, and they, <laughs> and they sent it back and said, we're not that lonely. <laughs> oh, wow, that's funny. <laughs> take us to don't, break, Mark. Please don't encourage him. <laughs> WNDZ, 750 AM, Catholic Chicago, 312-255-84. Zero eight. You that was pretty U- good, Mark. They all you good. You can go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. We'll be back with Carl Kozlowski and talk about your book, Dozed and Confused, a little bit of what's inside the book, but also how people can find the, the book. book. There, Carl, and there he is. He's very subtle about Vanna promoting Vanna his book. <laughs> uh, we'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned. For more than 20 years, Catholic Charities Adult Protective Services has been advocating for seniors who are the victims of abuse, neglect, confinement, or financial exploitation. With our partners at local, city, and state agencies, our trained case managers follow through on every concern that is brought to our attention in a cooperative way to ensure that our seniors are safe and protected. According to the Illinois Department on Aging, last year nearly 21,000 cases of elder abuse were reported in Illinois. Of these, only 5% were reported by seniors themselves. So raising awareness is an important part of this issue. If you are concerned about a senior you know, call 800-252-8966. That's 800-252-8966. With your help, we can stop elder abuse and look out for the seniors in our lives. I am a seminarian. The church needs compassionate and well-trained priests to help guide each of us through life. What inspires me, what draws me always to the priesthood is continue to see priests be a beacon of hope for other people. You can play a part in the education of these young men as they prepare for a life of service to others. I want to be that beacon of hope, too, and it, it sets my heart on fire. To support our seminarians, 
Make your gift at archchicago.org slash seminarian fund or call 312-534-7959. The cemetery ministry is a core ministry of our Catholic faith tied to the corporal works of mercy. It's comforting to know that our Catholic cemeteries are caring for the remains of our loved ones awaiting the resurrection. There are 44 Archdiocese of Chicago Catholic cemeteries willing to help you in your time of loss. Call 708-449-6100 or visit catholiccemeterychicago.org. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837. You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. We're back. We're back, WNDZ 750M, Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408. And you go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago with Carl Kozlowski, author of a new book called Dozed and Confused. I'm so he's, subtle. He's, yeah, he's <laughs> really holding it up. Is that a graduation picture from high school? No, no I'm kidding. No, no, the... <laughs> not at all. Because uh, people go, are you shouting or are you, uh, or what? Yeah, are you happy? Or... No, no, I posed... For, I have a nice picture on the back of me, friendly, although obscured by the ISBN code. But, <laughs> but um, you can go to my Amazon uh, page for the yeah, book wait, 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 and see you, a big picture. So, so to get the book Dozed and Confused yeah. by Carl Kozlowski, yeah. you can get it on Amazon? Yes, sir. It's in paperback. Or yes, Father. In paperback, <laughs> you didn't uh, call me, e-book. Don't call me sister. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a paperback, ebook, and audiobook. And the audiobook, I tell the stories just as animatedly as I tell here. So I promise it's a lot of fun. So tell Good. us about uh, the book, then. Yes. Yeah. Well. Um, okay. So as far as the picture goes, though, it's me. It's me exaggerated yawning. I had my <laughs> headshot guy. Um, <laughs> and, he was taking normal and, shots where I'm smiling, and <laughs> I said, "Wait, it just hit me." You know, I need a picture of me yawning. He goes, why? And so I did it, though. It was exaggerated. And he goes, you look like you're angry. And then I was like, nah, but come on. And so this is like four years ago. You hear, Mark, that, that photo was taken. Mark, or Carl was listening to, listening to one of my homilies. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm saying, don't you don't you know that people buy visual evil from what's on the cover? Oh, yeah. No, but, the, but the, this cover has gotten me... Like I've gotten like twenty some pieces of press around the country because I worked in the press so long. I had contacts that I'm getting great coverage. Good. Like the Chicago Tribune, everybody uses that photo, so it kind of stinks on Facebook. <laughs> I want to post all these links on the book page and my page, and every one of them has the same picture. So it looks like you know, just there's nothing else about me or something. What moved you to writing the book? Um, okay, so good I, question. Well, I'll just be honest. Okay, so. Um, I didn't know I was bipolar my whole uh, life, basically. And I hit a Great Depression after losing a 17-year newspaper job. And uh, then my radio, I hosted and produced a radio show um, in L.A. And that ended three months later. And I had a very hard time finding other work. I started going really spiraling into depression. And my folks uh, finally said, look, very kindly of them, they said, just move back to North Little Rock. And they let me stay with them. And um, and so uh, basically I had a lot of free time on my hands because 
uh, I, I really didn't think I'd find work again because I was doing one thing for 17 years. Mm-hmm. I would interview, edit, write, you know, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. I handed off all the delegation to everything else, like the website running. And so I came out of that job when I got laid off with no skills, even for journalism, really. Mm-hmm. Everything's digital now. It's not, I'm not going to find a job anywhere. I'm terrified, right? So I'm sitting around the house. And you were how old? Oh, I was 49. This is mm-hmm. 2020. Okay. And um, and so I'm sitting around the house, and I'm like, God, give me something to do. And it hit me. Um, I should put together a book of my funniest writings, even as a self-esteem thing. That my, my therapist mm-hmm. recommended it. And he goes, don't, you know, don't think your life's over. Don't denigrate what you did mm-hmm. in the past. Because exactly. I was starting to think, i got to throw everything away. And, you know, what's the point of this stuff? And he said, no, embrace it. And so he said, write a book. So I wrote a different version of this, and I put it out myself with my own design cover. Our friends, like, very inexpensive design. And I tried to format it myself. It turned out horrible. It was embarrassing. The print was like, you know, a a vision test. And, (laughs) I mean, it looked good on my Word doc, but on Amazon it was a mess. And I didn't have money at the time to fix it. Mm -hmm. And so I sold like 50 copies to friends and they were all like, "Uh, yeah, it's really great. And so, (laughs) and then like uh, in October, uh, I started a great job in August, the best job of my life. I work for social security disability um, and it pays decent and it gives incredible flexibility. Like that's why I'm on this trip easily. And uh, (laughs) so basically- this morning. Yeah, exactly. I'd be at work by now, right? (laughs) And so, um, so the thing was, I just thought, you know, I got the money now to do this right, and I hired people through Fiverr, a freelance site, Smart. and I sent my photo, uh, my photos, and this woman wrote made this fantastic cover again. <laughs> Hold it up a little bit. They the back there. covers fast. Good. It gives you all descriptions. Show them the front one more time. There. Okay. They're always dead confused. It's going to be imprinted on your brain for eternity. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I decided to put it out proper. And um, and I and I also recorded it because you know it costs like four hundred bucks to record well, but um, I just had a feeling like I need to if I'm going to do something, do it all the way. I'm a comedian. I should read this thing, not have people wondering what's this guy sound like or whatever, right? And uh, so I put I took a lot of um, faith into it, uh, leap of faith, and I just put it out there. And I made a list of so far of like twenty three places I wanted to be in media. Uh, get picture, pictured uh, in portrayed in media, mm-hmm. and the one thing I missed was I shot so high I went for I wanted to get Jimmy Kimmel live because yeah. he's a narcoleptic, oh, and okay. I pitched myself and I went through uh, uh, you know I said I'm a narcoleptic and I fell asleep in his studio once <laughs> during a show with a live band cranking cold air. <laughs> Packed audience laughing, him talking. I still passed out in his audience, and it's, and somebody found me. And I woke, and the, the, during a commercial break, they sent a cameraman up with a giant TV camera, and I was out. <laughs> and then everybody starts laughing and clapping because the sign went on to make a great racket. And I wake up like, huh? And, uh, <laughs> and, and, the, and the cameraman's, cameraman's, you. The cameraman's like, ah, ah, go back to sleep, hand signal. And I'm just looking around, and the crowd is <laughs> busting. Jimmy's head's down on the desk. And, uh, and then he goes, hey, I know. He goes, am I that bad? <laughs> and, he says, and he was like, I, I, look, I got a problem, but this guy <laughs> needs help. So, yeah, that's uh, basically. Um, no wonder that happened. That was like. He started January 2003, and in March 2003, I was in the studio. And so the thing was, I wrote to them, and I said, I have this, find the footage, it'll be awesome. And they looked for it, they found it, 
And then they went through three sets of very serious emails moving up the chain. And they finally told me it wasn't going to work out. But they, but I begged them. I was like, what happened? And they were like, look, you're one of, we get thousands of requests from real people every year. And I'd say you, the, for, as far as you got, you were in the top 50 or 100. Wow. So, you know, so I got to – but that's the only thing I missed. I just get really focused and uh, and I work at it every day, and I'm lucky I have contacts, and one thing leads to another, now, and I'm here, here. Here's a great line, and I've used it with people uh, in confessional, in counseling. No one can go back and start a new beginning, but starting today, you can make a new ending with the help and grace of God. Yes, that's that's awesome, yeah. And look, yeah. At your, look at the blessings in your life from a moment where you didn't know what was next. Where do you think God fits into all that? Um, very much. I mean, I still like, you know, it took me a while to really, uh, develop. It took about a year for me to really be cranked up on my own, uh, about God. And, um, I'd say, you know, the more I, like, I'd say the last six months since I got another set of meds for ADHD and I'm able to think straight for the first time in my life, um, I just decided I'm going to read the Bible cover to cover for the first time ever. So I'm doing that, and um, and I started going to mass uh, like Tuesdays and Wednesdays during the summer. Oh, and Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday during summer before I started working, and I try to go once a week, but uh, during the week. But um, you know, it just the more I did this, and I prayed hard because I wanted to overcome my depression. Um, you know, I, I just am really blessed that. Uh, you know, God's helping me stay on an even keel and being positive. You were at the uh, 7 o'clock Mass this morning in the cathedral. Yeah, sure was, yeah. We'll and be you, at 8 o'clock tomorrow. And you, yep. you've, and I, I, you may not accept this word this way, but you've actively become what we're all trying to be as disciples. Sure. I mean, yeah, there's a long story I don't want to get into because it's really um, uh, kind of, in places it's sort of dark, but I, um, r- right now, um, a friend at the other church that I just do fellowship with, nothing else. Mm-hmm. I meet them on Wednesdays. Um, he gave me a book called um, Turning Everyday Conversations into Gospel Conversations, and I started reading it a week ago. And, of course, you know, you put the Catholic spin in my own head. I'm not going to, you know, um, mm-hmm. get distorted or whatever. St. Francis once said, preach the gospel at all times, if necessary, Use words. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so Mark, take us to break. Okay, WNDH. You're doing a great job. This is yeah. uh, Carl, I wish we could be on all morning. <laughs> Keep going, Mark. WNDZ, 750 AM, Catholic Chicago. 312-258-408. You can go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago with Carl Kozlowski. Dozed and Confused oh, yes. is his book with a <laughs> stunning picture on the cover. When we get back, maybe <laughs> I'll ask you, Carl, is... You pick one of your favorite stories out of the book. Oh, yeah. I'll read the Catholic school story. Okay, good. We'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay stay (laughs) tuned. I mean, it's a great show. make all the difference in the lives of adolescents. Catholic Charities understands this, and our mentorship programs provide a free opportunity for young adults to spend time with volunteers who genuinely care about them. This program is ideal for youth aged 9 through 12, 
who may need support navigating the challenges of childhood and early adolescence. Our amazing volunteers service friends who help youth recognize their strengths and empower them to reach their full potential. Catholic Charities conducts a thorough background check on every volunteer and our program coordinator closely monitors and supports every relationship. Mentoring is a fun after-school program that can help young adults build confidence and enjoy fun activities with their peers too. To learn more, visit catholiccharities.net or call 312-655-7970 in Cook County and 847-782-4224 in Lake County. We're connecting youth with great role models. Join us today. For me teaching when I started here there were teachers here that had taught me when I was a student now I'm the old person <laughs> right now I teach junior high math I love when kids find what I'm teaching to be fun and they get it I see that light bulb go off and it's a thrill people are always amazed what what you're here for 44 years it's hard for me to believe frankly <laughs> I love what I do every summer I think oh I miss the classroom even on the weekends, I think I can't wait to get back on Monday and teach those quadratic equations. <laughs> Shape the next generation of leaders. Teach. Apply today at artchicago.org slash schooljobs. back to WNDZ 750 AM Catholic Chicago 312-255-8408. You go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. We're with Carl Kozlowski, his new book, Dosed and Confused. We're going to hold off. We have just a little bit of time. We're going to hold off on a, a story. story from the book. Get the book on Amazon. But uh, let's talk about Catholic laughter. Yeah, so um, 2017, uh, I was attending Father Don Wisnicki's church in Hollywood, and again, he's a priest who has started here, moved back here. And, um, and anyways, uh, he said, hey, why don't you do a comedy show uh, on Sundays at, during donut hour at like noon and or lunch hour, whatever. They have some sort of gathering. At church? Uh, in the church hall, yeah. Gotcha. Part of why my dad didn't, didn't fully uh, appreciate what I was doing with this, now he does, he literally thought we were doing comedy in a church, like you know, oh. and and I, and I didn't realize that till a couple of weeks ago, and I was and I was like, oh my gosh, no, Dad, and now he gets it. But um, <laughs> uh, we're in the church hall, and um, and I have a lot of friends that are really good comics that are late night level, and so I would ask me and my partner Scott Vinci, uh, we uh, would host the show to be, kick it off, and then we would bring in like three or four really good comics that are late night level and um and so uh people at first were like what is this the first time they watch but then they start laughing or more and then we kept doing it for like three four months it kept growing the audience and then this was during after the after mass in the church yeah, hall? after mass once a month yeah wow and um, i love the idea yeah and so what happened was um that uh that eventually we were getting like a couple hundred people and we real and father's like 
these aren't people from my church. There were people in the neighborhood heard about it, were walking <laughs> and showing up. And so he finally said, why don't we try this at night as a fundraiser? So we did a show. It was just unbelievable. I had this legend Catholic comic named Tom Dreesen, who was oh, sure. oh, Tom 600 Dreesen, times sure. on late night shows, open for Frank Sinatra around the world for decades. Exactly. And um, He was from Chicago. Yeah, and he, I begged him, and he, did, he, he showed up. We had a world famous, uh, world record setting comic juggler. He bounces a chin, a, a huge ladder on his chin for the finale while juggling. It's crazy. People <laughs> gasp and, you know, laugh before they laugh. And uh, it's, that's what name, Greg did before he became a priest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So his name was Ron Pearson, and we had three or four other great Catholic comics. And um, and that show sold out beyond. Capacity. We had like 200 people in a hall that held 150. Wow! And the fire department even showed up, saying this has got to stop. And, so, <laughs> and um, it was a huge success. And uh, then people were there from other parishes checking it out, and it just took off. We started doing shows all over LA, and then my partner got us a show at a fundraiser for his uh, Catholic high school in Dallas, and that went well. And then uh, the last two years, we've been in Cleveland. Last year. And this year, doing a big fundraiser for a Catholic group called Friends of Rwanda. But the biggest thing that I really want to talk about is that the Tribune article linked to Catholic Laughter's website, catholiclaughter.com. And the the next day, we got a phone call from a guy who works at the Athenaeum Theater, which the church owns or at least programs. Yeah, here in Chicago. 985-seat classic theater. Looks gorgeous. And he said, hey, we've been wanting to put on a comedy festival for years and so I think you guys might be the ones to help us. And so uh, we've been in talks with them. We don't know yet if it's happening, but it's uh, going to be a three-night clean comedy festival uh, with a lot of Catholic jokes in it um, in September. And he asked us to find uh, talent for it. And l- who could we get as best headliners? And he said, uh, we got him Paul. Oh, sorry. No, I'm just oh, saying. We got Paul a, Rodriguez. The he's King our of, joke teller. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh. I mean for the show. <laughs> no, oh, no, okay. no. That's all right. No, but uh, we got Paul Rodriguez, who sure, is a legendary right. sure. uh, comic and very ca- devout Catholic. And we got um, Wendy Liebman, which is not Catholic. But the funny thing is we have her and Annie Kindler among our comics because Annie Kindler was a huge uh, uh, sidekick to David Letterman. And they're both Jewish, but the the thing that's funny is they come out on stage and play up the "What am I doing here?" You know, <laughs> and you know. And, I'll and, tell you, I would love to get. Um, we have a Carl. Uh, we have an auditorium in our place. Four hundred fifty. Four hundred fifty people. We want to do this so bad at the cathedral. If it doesn't work out there, we want to bring it here. Bring, you know? it, bring it to the cathedral. But we do charge. We have to. You know. Oh but, no no no! I yeah. Mark, I'd love to have you know Carl and bring group to the cathedral. It would be. Are you kidding? But first of all, and I'd like to have some priests there from elsewhere, so we can hopefully fan out and do more churches. Oh, know? sure, boy, yeah. a, a nice place there would be the cathedral, and you could get Carl. I love comedy. My background. Oh, thank I'm, you. I, I'm, I, I love comedy. You could get three or four really good priests to be part of the show. Oh, absolutely, yeah. we do that sometimes. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I always and I always uh, say at the start of the show. Uh, this is totally clean, but there's plenty of priests in the house if you feel the need for confession afterwards. <laughs> so, yeah. And so you bill yourself with clean comedy. Absolutely, yeah. And I think that is so very important. So yeah. that's called Catholic laughter. Now, just in the last couple of minutes, tell us about, uh, we're down here on my napkin, <laughs> Radio Titans. Uh, Radio Titans was a podcast group that I ran from 2008 to 15. 
And we did a lot of very innovative things. And um, I also had a talk show about God with a Catholic woman from Arkansas. We'd sync up from a small town in Arkansas to L.A., and that got us a story in the Arkansas Catholic paper and in the state paper. And anyway, but it was mostly not God stuff. It was sometimes pretty crazy, I'll admit. But um, I just let, if somebody had a good idea and they weren't outright obscene or blasphemous, I let them do what they wanted. And it was so eclectic, and we got a lot of attention for it. The LA Times loved us. And so that ended several years ago. But uh, the site is still up in a much more modified form. I don't have a lot of the shows, but uh, go to radiotitans.com, and I'll have like three or four shows that I ran. But if you look at Causversations show and Greatest Hits, you'll see a ton of celebrity interviews. And basically, um, we decided uh, last year to um, try and make a documentary about it. And we know Adam Sandler's right-hand man was a guest a few times, and he loves us. And uh, I've been dragging it out, but I'm supposed to uh, write a little mini book about that. I'm on the last part of it. And then we're going to use that as a basis to make our trailer. And the the Sandler guy is willing to look at it and uh, help us with either them or Netflix if he likes it. That is just amazing. Now, the thing is, as you look forward, Carl, yeah. what do you envision down the road? Well, I really want Catholic laughter to be the primary thing because I think that's a niche that we were given by God. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. unbelievable. Like nobody, there's there's Protestant comedy circuits and they're great. I've seen some, but nobody promises you're going to get somebody from the top late night shows. We always have one or two of those people in it. And so they're getting really top notch comedy that normally a lot of church comedy is just you know, like I said, kind of namby-pamby, whatever, and we're like bringing pa- you a really great show. Like the pastor telling jokes. <laughs> yes, I was afraid to say that. <laughs> yeah, I like, think you were. Like <laughs> Father Sackowitz <laughs> telling, telling jokes. Namby-pamby. <laughs> that is so, oh. that is so. The thing is that uh, it amazes me, Carl, you're a man of deep faith, and yeah. yet you have struggled, oh, yeah. and you've hurt, and you've doubted, and you've walked away from the church, and yet—well, not really. I was going always, but I just but, felt but, cold but about you, it. But it was mm-hmm. cold and distant. Yeah. But somehow, you're very. See, people can relate to you. Okay. Not, here's the other thing: comedy and humor is a wonderful gift from God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a great line that says, uh, "If you feel okay, please tell your face." And um, you know, some of we Catholics have, we don't have to walk around with morbid-looking faces. Right. But you know, even I'm sure I'm sure our Lord Jesus enjoyed a good laugh. Oh yeah, with his, I, I with say his that who, who, he probably told the best jokes in the world. Oh, I think because right. you're God. connecting. What jokes do is you're connecting the human condition, but in a very funny way. And and it can it doesn't it doesn't have to be dirty, but keep it clean. I, I always say the one thing that's missing from the Bible is why didn't they quote Jesus' jokes? For come on. <laughs> well, and you've also in my mind just from our conversation, there's a, a new energy about you. You found your vocation. You found the talent. Yeah. And the religious journey. That well, I, th- I thank my parents again. I can't thank them enough, especially my dad, um, for but being you know, kind I'm, enough to let me move home and get my life in order. But here's the know? thing, though, Carl. Your dad seems like a, a, a good, holy man. Oh, yeah, totally. But more on the serious side, yeah. where did you get this part about you that yeah. is just off the wall <laughs> and just crazy? And in the best sense of the word, you're a funny man. You didn't get a... You didn't get it from your father. I don't think no, you got it from your dad, mother. My dad has a wonderful smile. It's great when it can get him to laugh. Um, and and he's, he's, he can be funny sometimes. But um, my mom is a real uh, – she's a real dry deadpan. Uh, okay, there you slightly go. Slightly wicked okay. wisecracker. Okay, there, there, there's And so answer. I got a lot from her. And, um, and then, I don't know, I just – it was just a blessing to – 
because um, the, the, the where it really started even before first grade was I drew my first crowd because I got my nose stuck in a bumper after a tricycle accident <laughs> in Broadview. Wait, well, you got your nose stuck, stuck in, in a yeah, bumper? Yeah, it was just like Christmas story. Everybody came running to see what happened. <laughs> Fire department had to show up, get me loose. And, and so that was, I consider that my first crowd. You, you, you really go pretty far for a laugh, That's huh? like that. <laughs> that's like that. Because yeah. we need to bring the program to an end. want to thank in a very special way. Carl Kozlowski, the new uh, the author of Dozed and Confused. And how can they purchase the book, Carl? You go to Amazon.com. You type in Dozed and Confused. Its full name is Tales from an Nutty Narcoleptic Life. All you need is, is Dozed and Confused. You can find the book. And I promise it's funny. If you get audiobook, it's like five and a half hours of fun for like 14 bucks. And oh. the paperback's 14 And the uh, the audiobook, I think... No, the audiobook's also full price. Yeah. Well, thank you, Carl. We hope to get you back on the program again. Thank you, good co-host uh, Mark Teresi. I enjoyed Mark, it. Thank you, you needed this hour. Oh, this was you needed this oh, hour. Thank you. Special Absolutely thanks wonderful. to our producer engineer, Michael May. Who, um, I'll tell you, I was impressed. Michael May did the whole program solo. I know. Great job, Michael. To listeners, God bless. The Lord loves you, and keep smiling. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.